When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Homestand Leafs. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Pooney. We'll tell you why. Mitch Marner is the cancer in the Leafs locker room. Oh, well, on today's show, they did it again. Why do the Leafs keep blowing leads? Why is Sheldon Keefe not worried about it? And what the hell is Mitch Marner talking about? You got to hear Pooney's rant on Marner <laughs> and all-timer. I'm Albert Vartanian. He's Justin Pooney, and this is Homestand Leafs. Justin Pooney, once again, I want to start this podcast on a positive note, but it's impossible to do so with this Toronto Maple Leaf team. They lost to the Oilers last night. Yeah. Four straight losses, four straight blown leads. Where should we start? You want to start with the blown leads? You want to start with Mitch Marner, Sheldon Keefe? You pick. Uh, let's start with the blown leads because, right. Albert, I think that's the biggest takeaway I had from this game, a biggest statement from this game is another – Blown lead, and I saw both you posted on Twitter right after the game. Or probably, I was actually surprised you stayed up this late to watch the game. Normally, you're out by eight o'clock on a weekday, but um, again, you get up, you get up to that hot start. Hot, they scored in the first minute again. Albert Matthews scores, they're buzzing. Bertuzzi hits the post, right? They're, they're flying in the first period, and then as the game goes along, you just see go like this, dig this, and it crashed him at the third period. Three on a sorry. Uh, you got to explain that one for our audio listeners. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, again, <clears throat> the Leafs start off super strong. They're at the hot. They're they're at gear five, and they gear down all the way to park. They peaked too early. They did way too early. Fifty, fifty nine minutes too early. They peaked. Can't be climaxing that early, right? <laughs> exactly. No, in a lot of situations, you can't climax that early. Remember, you got to have the stamina and the longevity to go the distance and anything. And you know, boxing too. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but Albert, um, I feel like this is just becoming a tired old narrative with the Leafs where, you know, they play really well. They get up to a great start and then it falls off a cliff. Um, and I'm not saying that they played horrible last night. But again, we talked about it on Monday. The killer instinct. The, you're up 2 nothing against the Edmonton Oilers, a team who's won 10 straight games, right? You are coming off back to uh, three straight bad losses. I know Islanders won not so much, but again, another blown lead. Um, you have to find a way to, in that second intermission where Edmonton cut into the lead, to come out of that third period and set the tone right away. You know the Oilers are going to come, you know, give you their best shot. You know they're going to, they got McDavid and Dross are going to be flying. You have to weather that storm and punch back. I didn't see that from the Toronto Maple Leafs. I did not see a counter punch to continue on with the boxing analogy. And I feel like that's what the Leafs, the Leafs have a knockout punch where they can knock you out right away. But if the other team gets back up from that 10 count, there's a chance that the other team, and a very high chance, that team will punch back and the Leafs can't respond. It's kind of like a bully when you step up to the bully and they don't know how to react to it and they kind of back off. That's what the Toronto Maple Leafs are. The Toronto Maple Leafs are a team that comes into everybody else's building and they're the big, bad Toronto Maple Leafs. They're the team, you know, that has like half the stands are filled with their fans, but they don't have the, the burning desire to fight back. And I feel like that's something that, again, 
It's culture. It's this, that. We're going to talk about Mitch Marner and Sheldon Keefe as well, which I have a big, big problem with with what Mitch Marner said post game. But Albert, Martin Jones wasn't the problem. The defense wasn't the problem. Mm. Again, the defense is what it is. You're going to expect. I, my expectations are not very high for this defense core. I don't think this defense core can handle the likes of a McDavid, a Dreisaitl, some of the elite forwards, the Edmonton Oilers. I think Evander Kane had like seven shots last night or whatever, something like that. Um, I have low expectations for this defense core. It's just to me the the big boys on this team. Again, it starts in with them, and I just feel like sometimes – they just go cold. They turn a cold shoulder. And when the going gets tough, they just turtle. And once again, we saw that. And it's not good. Okay, a few things. First of all, shout out to the Oilers for winning 11 straight. The fact that that's a franchise record, mm-hmm. considering who played on that team, the 80s Oilers. I mean, incredible feat. This team was was completely gone. We wrote them off multiple times. And now, look, I think they're in a wild card spot um, mm-hmm. as of recording this. Great game. I will say it was a great game. Unfortunately, it wasn't nationally televised. That's Big shout to a uh, big shot at the NHL. I mean, that makes really no sense. They don't have the Leafs and Oilers on national televised TV. Yeah. Okay, on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Four straight losses. They've won five games in their last 14. That's Columbus, Los Angeles, Anaheim, San Jose, San Jose. <laughs> I mean, that's not that impressive, Justin Pooney. And mm. once again, it's just another blown lead. And if you look at the Leafs and the Oilers, I just, I'm just i trying to show you the drop-off in this Leafs team recently. One month ago, which was 14 games ago, Toronto had 11 more points than the Oilers. That gap is now down to one. The <laughs> Leafs' record since then, 5-7-2, which is one of the worst records in the NHL. This drop-off has been significant, but it's been coming. And you can make excuses for the goaltending. You can make excuses for injuries on the defense and the lack of firepower up front at certain times because we see them in the first periods of games and sometimes the, the second periods of games where they're really hot, they're playing really well, they're playing tight defensive hockey, they're attacking, 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 and it looks like, wow, these guys are really in the game. After that first period last night against Edmonton, that's a solid road period. You got a goal in the first 27 seconds. Martin Jones is making 12 saves. They just looked really good, and then they fell off once again. And it's another game where, yes, they blew a lead, but in the third period, they're not scoring goals. I believe in their last three games, they've given up nine goals in the, in the third period and haven't scored a single goal. And who's that on? Is that on the players? Is that on the coach? This is what I'm trying to figure out. Because a lot of heat's been going Sheldon Keefe's way, but last night I don't think it was Sheldon Keefe's fault. I think all of that is on the players completely. And you said that, that it wasn't the defense's fault last night. I completely disagree. That McLeod goal where he comes around the net, which is essentially the game-winning goal, McDavid is in front of the net with TJ Brody. There is no battle whatsoever. McDavid is allowed to move wherever he wants and establish position. And it happened on, on the dry subtle goal as well. That's defense not clearing out. That's miscommunications. Brody, I have such a big issue with Brody, and I'll, and I'll, leave, I'll get to more of it, but just the lack of effort to get back when the Oilers are coming down against them and flying into the zone. You can see it in their play. So there's blame that goes all across this team from the coach to the players. But I just really want to emphasize that last night was on the players. It was not on the coach. The coach is trying to find answers, but he doesn't know where to get them from. And that's a huge problem for the Leafs right now. Well, can you talk about TJ Brody? Talk about the defense core. Again, this is what they get, right? This is what you get for trotting out that defense core that is not good. It's not. We talk about... Okay, sorry to cut you off. There might be a drop-off in quality yeah, and skill level, the but that has nothing level. to do with effort. Okay, I see what you're Skating saying. Skating back, battling in front of the net. You don't have to be an all-star to do that. Simon Benoit's not an all-star. I thought he was great last night. 
You know, he coughs up the puck and makes a great play to, to stop a breakaway. <clears throat> that's effort. That's not skill. That's not talent. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the uh, the total ice time again. Morgan uh, Brody played 20 minutes. Morgan Riley played 25. Jake McCabe another 22. Lilligren 15. Giordano only 12 minutes. He played last night. Um, it's something that again, I see, I understand what you're saying with the battle level, the compete level from the Toronto Maple Leafs, and to be in January near the All Star break, and maybe this All Star break is much needed for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maybe they just need a break. They right. got five games to go. They Justin. have five games to go till the All-Star break. But maybe that's just what they need to reset, recharge. Um, but when I look at this team and I look at what I saw last night, you know, Matthews, of course, was, you know, had the two points, but was a minus one, right? Uh, I believe uh, Matthew Nyes was the minus one as well. I haven't really noticed Matthew Nyes a whole lot. They talked about a pregame about how, you know, he's been battling through this season. You know, Sheldon Keefe was saying you're seeing a young guy not being able to withstand a whole lot of the NHL grind, right? And it's a grind because last year he played 40 games throughout the whole year in college hockey, and he's already played 40 games this year in the NHL. Um, Max Domi, again. Nothing from him other than that Bertuzzi chance. Um, Bertuzzi, a minus two on the night. Um, I didn't really notice Mitch Marner very much last night uh, other than the assist he got on in the game. Um, <clears throat> when I look at the Edmonton Oilers and their two superstar players, right? I noticed Connor McDavid from his first shift till his last shift, right? I noticed Leon Dreisaitl a whole lot more than I did for the Leafs' big players. Um, Albert, we talked about how the core four or whatever is going to be the driving force. Sheldon Keefe can do whatever he wants. He can try to fire, light a fire under this team. And I think we mentioned on Monday, he's at that stage right now where he feels the hot seat is on him, and he's going to try to do whatever to save his job. But at the end of the day, it's the players that are failing the coach. It's the players that aren't competing hard. It's the it's the players that are out there blowing. Leads. There's only so much a coach could say about you know the the systems and blowing leads. At the end of the day, it's up to the players that want to win. Do they want to win? I I don't know. Do they? Um. And again, this this could just be a four game slide. Another one. But I'm looking at the standings in the NHL right now. The Leafs are dangerously close to a wild card position. Right now, which is something that we thought we would never say. And the other thing is this. I'm a big, I love looking at goal differential. The Leafs' goal differential is very, very worrisome. Like I'm looking at their goal differential compared to other teams in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, you look at it. Boston, plus 30 goal differential. Tampa, uh, sorry, Florida, plus 35. The Rangers, plus 20. Tampa, Toronto's in the same lines of Detroit. Even the Pittsburgh Penguins have a better goal differential than the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Right, that's not good, right? This team has to play a structured system. They don't. They they understand they're shorthanded defensively, but they don't. The desire is not there. Is what I'm is basically the biggest thing. The desire is not there with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it's something that you can't change. You can't at this point in the season compared to last. They've actually scored less and given up more goals. Mm -hmm. So I mean that that makes sense with their goal differential. Okay, let's take a quick break. Um, I want to play this Sheldon Keith clip. He had some interesting things to say about the trend of blown leads, and we also got a couple of clips from your buddy, Mitch Marner, and uh, it kind of pissed people off. We'll play them after the break. Okay, let's get to the blown leads once again, and we'll stop talking about the blown leads because that's all we've been talking about for the past few weeks. They blew one yesterday again to the Oilers, 2-0. They were up. Against Detroit, they were up 2-1. Followed by, or before that, they were up against Colorado, Colorado. Avalanche, 3-zip. Blew that lead. 
Islanders on the island, not in the island, Justin Pooney, on the island, gave up a 3-1 lead. So Sheldon Keefe, after the Oilers game, was asked about this worrying trend, and this is what he had to say. How concerned are you that this is becoming a trend now, the not being able to lock up the third period leads? Well, it's, it's been like eight days. It's been like eight days. Like, that's the trend, eight days. I mean, but the week before that, we won four in a row, got leads early, took care of them, took care of the game, played mature, uh, mature games against Anaheim and San Jose, played a great game against the LA Kings. Like, that's like a week ago. We can only control what was in front of us here tonight, and the guys played a good hockey game. And we play that game over. Um, we're going to score four or five a lot of nights. Um, so while the story will be us giving up leads, to me the story is more our inability to execute on these scoring chances and, and grow our lead and pull away and take away the will of the other team. All right, Pooney, what's the story? Is it blown leads or is it the lack of, of putting teams away? The scoring chance is not going in. What did he say at the end? Willpower, taking another team's willpower away. Toronto Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs don't have that, right? Um, and yeah, Stuart Skinner made some great saves last night, made some big timely saves, but you have enough talent, you have enough wherewithal to find and score in the back of the net, right? Um, this is more about the blown leads. Yeah, I get it. It's cyclical. You know, we talked about the, you know, the week previously, they were world beaters, right? They beat up on two of the worst teams in the NHL and had a really good showing against the, uh, the LA Kings. So congratulations, bravo. That was uh, a great, it was a great, one of their better games was it, against the Kings. It was. We it said that at was. the time, but it you can't really, was. you can't give your team a pat on the back for beating Anaheim, San Jose, and San Jose again. You're you supposed to do that. Exactly. You want to be a cup contender, that's what you're supposed to do. And just back to the, the blown leads, Justin, like it's a trend and it's worrying. It is. You're up two zip, you blow that away. You're up two one, you lose. Against Detroit, three zip against Colorado. Okay, you got to expect some pushback from Colorado, but you cannot lose that game on home ice Saturday night, hockey night in Canada, and three one against the Islanders. I mean, these teams outside of Colorado aren't world beaters. No, they haven't been this season, no. but they're beating you. It is a worrying trend. I don't care that it was eight days ago. It's happening right now. It's what have you done for me lately? But it, and but I get it, what he's saying. He's trying to push back on that. He doesn't want that to be to be the story. He wants it to be. Listen, we're playing these games. We're getting a ton of scoring chances. On any other given night, we're scoring four or five goals. But that's still not the solution because you got to stop the puck from getting in the back of your net. Right now, they can't do that. It's almost like I can't. I don't know the word I'm trying to find right now, but when, when, they, when they take a lead, mm -hmm. they're taking that lead for granted. It's, it's like a, an arrogance almost. Yeah, it's, it's – what is it called? Stupidity, stupid ignorance or – Sure. Know. We'll call it stupid ignorance. Stupid ignorance. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the saying is. If you're listening, right. please send us an email. Let me know what the correct terminology <laughs> Leafs is. At Leafs at Leafs at homestands. <laughs> exactly. Um, who the hell do you think you are to the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like, do you think that you have the right, that you're some sort of, like, Stanley Cup dynasty where you can roll into other teams' arena and just expect that you're going to win games? Right? No. Every team. You think the Edmonton Oilers weren't up for that game last night? They have a 10-game winning streak. They're at home against the Leafs. That, it pisses me off that there's so many damn Leaf fans in other arenas. Great it's crowd. absolutely disgusting. Great right? I actually think that you know, opposing Canadian teams should put a ban on Toronto Maple Leaf Come fans. On, That's dude. absolutely... I hate them. You're just infecting you your arenas with all that stuff. This but makes no sense. But it makes ahead. complete sense. No, it doesn't. It's, it's horrible. They travel well. No, they don't. Clearly they do. Yeah, Clearly they do. They do. They do. There was let's go Oilers, go Leafs, go. And it pisses and me off. Leafs fans and it pisses clear. me well, off to hey, no listen, end. Sell more tickets to your right? own fans. It pisses me off. Um, what was I talking? 
overblown. Leaf. Yeah, how the Leafs have somewhat of an arrogance. You, they do. You so they roll. They they have the arrogance where they get up and then they're like, oh, okay, we're good. You know, teams are just gonna bow down and kiss our skates. That oh, we're <laughs> up now. It's not gonna work like that. I, I don't think that's how they think. Right? No, no. But they play like that sometimes. It, it looks like it, but yeah, right? I don't they play like, like oh, we're up now too. Nothing. Ah, forget it, man. Right. We got us in the bag. That's not how it works. Right? You haven't done anything yet. You have to continue to play a full sixty-minute game. And Albert. Other than the LA game, that Nashville shutout, maybe the Rangers game. When was the last time the Leafs put together a full 60 minutes? Uh, excluding Anaheim and San Jose. Excluding those games. When was the last time? Yeah. I mean, LA was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, LA was pretty close. The Rangers close. Vancouver was close. They played a good 40 but minutes. But yeah, I mean, we're, listen, we're picking at straws, which isn't good. You, yeah. you would hope that you know a team that wants to contend for the Cup can put together 60-minute games throughout the season more often times than not. But that's definitely not the case. On to Sheldon Keefe. So I said this to probably start the podcast. He has to figure it out, and he's trying to figure it out, or it's going to get to the point, and it's going to happen very soon, where the front office, they're going to have to find someone who can figure it out. At least there has to be some sort of change. This cannot continue, right? Detroit and Tampa are a point behind the Toronto Maple Leafs. You can look at games in hand and those things, but you know things change quickly in the NHL. Mm-hmm. The Leafs cannot go into the all-star break outside of a playoff spot for Sheldon Keefe's sake if he wants to keep his job because that will not fly that will not fly with the fan base that will not fly with the media there's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure on the organization to make a move and that move is going to have to be Sheldon Keefe and I think he understands that I think if you watch that whole post-game interview he looks like he's stressed he can tell that he's under pressure he's fighting back as much as he possibly can and that's what a coach does unfortunately his players aren't fighting for him and when it comes to strategy and, and you know coaching in the game I think he needs to change his approach with juggling these lines you got to stick to something that's working you know you mentioned Matthew Nyes earlier in the show like Mm -hmm. what's happened to him he's kind of dropped off and I think that's the expectation with a rookie he's not going to put together a full 82 game season where he's good every single night it's impossible to do that but if you have him playing with some of the top guys more often times than not he's going to have a solid night I didn't understand the reasoning against Detroit for taking Matthew Nyes off the top line and putting him on the fourth line one, I don't think he's done anything to really deserve that. If he's trying to send a message, why are you sending a message to the rookie? That does not send a message to the rest of the team. And he doesn't play that style. He's not so much of a, a checker in that sense. He still has some offense to his game. He's been playing with Marner and Matthews, and it's been working. Stick with him. Last night, he's, on a, I think, on the second line or on mm-hmm. the third line. And so I think he's trying to find himself while Keith is line juggling, and it's not helping the players. I get you want to get Pontus Holmberg going, and he, he looks pretty good. But let's be real. Come playoff time, if they even make it there, right? Is Pontus Holmberg, Holmberg going to be on the top line? No chance in hell he's going to be on the top line. He'll be on the third or fourth line. I don't understand. I, I, I wish I want to get a coach on this, on this podcast mm-hmm. to to tell us what he thinks Sheldon Keefe is thinking by making these changes right now, and why when the Leafs are sliding right now and struggling to win games and struggling to hold on leads, does he feel the need to make these changes now? Out of all times, why now? Why not do it when things are going well? and make minor changes and minor adjustments instead of shocking the system of the entire team. And maybe I'm talking out of school here, but this is just what I see. That these changes, I think, are hurting the team more than helping it. Well, they're, again, you're seeing a guy who, and that Detroit stuff, again, is a guy who, uh, from a coach, excuse me, where you, you got kind of embarrassed on Saturday night. You were up 3 nothing against the, the Avs, 
you fell apart. He call he benches players on Saturday, and it's to continue to just send a message, right? Whether Matthew Nyes deserved to be demoted or not, he got demoted to the fourth line. How are you going to respond? Um, I think the Matthew Nyes situation is more to do with fatigue and a guy who just doesn't know how to play, go through the grind of the NHL season. We see it with everybody. Um, but it's up to the coaching staff to figure out ways to, you know, maybe, you know, help put him in situations where he's going to be more successful. I agree with you. Demote him to the fourth line. That's nothing. Was not the right situation. You right? want to send a message? Send a message to your captain who's not scoring goals, who's Wait. doing nothing. And you can tell against against Colorado, even against Edmonton, the speed of the game is too much for him now. At least it's looking that way. William Nylander signs this big contract. Done nothing. And I don't want to go over the top on this one, but listen, you signed the contract, you got no goals in your last four games, no points in your last four games. I don't He's care that nothing. you've taken six shots in the game last night. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Keith, you want to send a message, send a message to one of these top guys because they're not listening to you. After the Colorado game, you said, you go, when, when McCarr, when McKinnon, and those guys are on the ice, that's not the NHL, that's another league. That's a shot at your own players. That's a compliment to the Colorado players, but you're taking a shot at your own players and trying to send a message. You said best on best, their best was better than ours. That's a shot at your players. And the response on Sunday night against Detroit was what? They lost. And the response against the Edmonton Oilers on Tuesday night was what? They played a good game, but they still lost. They still blew that lead. They're not playing for you. They're not listening to you. You need to find another approach. And look, we talk again. Why did Samsonov start? Organizational decision. Not his. You can't bench Tavares, Marner, whoever, Nylander, because do you think the organization wants you to bench a guy who's making $10-plus plus million No, right? No, Sheldon Keefe, I, I believe the dynamic of the organization with the Toronto Maple Leafs is Sheldon Keefe... I think if we were if Sheldon Keefe sat in our studio right now and had a couple of drinks with us and was able to let loose and give us the truth. Truth serum. The truth serum, right? I would love that. He would tell us that I would want to I truly believe Sheldon Keefe just from watching him under that microscope for the last little while he wants to send more of a message. He wants to hold guys accountable. That's why he's been calling them out. I agree. But, but the organization ties his hands behind his it's, back. But it's not and even he that. He can't Cody. do it. That, that's a part of it. Yeah. I totally agree. But the players aren't listening. Do you, like, do you agree with me on that? Like, Absolutely. Isn't it clear? Absolutely. It's clear. Like, I don't know how no one else sees this. They don't care what he says. It's, the, the the pecking order of the organization is Brent, Brendan Shanahan, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, John Tavares, Br- Bradtree Living. Morgan Riley, Sheldon Keefe. Wow, yeah, that's that's pretty low. Right, that's like Sheldon Keefe is on the bottom of the totem pole. Right. He can't really do anything because he has no pull in the organization whatsoever. Right, he has to do whatever the GM and the president want him to do. Right, yeah. and that is no way to run a team. If you want to, and I totally agree with you, Albert. If this team wants to turn things around, there has to be a shakeup. And hell, if I was coaching the Leafs, I'd bench Marner, I'd bench Nylander, and I'd bench Tavares against Calgary. Oh, I'd park yeah, their ass. Right. I'd park their ass in the catwalk in Calgary. You, you can, see what? They're in a position though where they can't really do that because they need to be winning games. It so now you're screwed. It does. You but here's the players. thing though. If would you rather maybe sacrifice one game against Calgary, but it lights a fire under those pompous guys' ass, and they finally well, do you something? Hope that it does. Right? They or gotta they, be embarrassed. It's worth a shot. Yeah. What are you doing right now? I agree. Right? It's worth a shot to shake things up. This team. Um, who do you bench? If you okay, if they pick one, who are you benching? I'm benching Max Domi for sure. I don't know the hell. They, he's that's still not playing. a message, Justin Pooney. Okay, fine. I bench. Look, you mentioned it. I saw what Nathan McKinnon and Caleb McCarr did on Saturday night, and Sheldon Keefe's absolutely right. I would bench 
I would bench John Tavares. And be like, that's a message. You're too slow. You're literally too slow. And you're you're not yeah, playing. Your you're bench because you're hit too the slow. treadmill. Hit it's the peloton, even, buddy. It, get it, some cardio yeah. up. It's not even. It means sending a message is through the captain might have to do that. They're not going to do Willie. That's not happening. I mean, he's uh, he owns the organization. I saw. I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw Willie uh, at a cop's donuts in downtown Toronto the other day. Did Jeez. you really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, it's okay. What's wrong? The guy wants to grab a donut. Okay, we haven't even got to the Mitch Marner stuff yet. Yeah. Let's take a break. We got a pair of clips from Mitch Marner, and uh, Justin Pooney really wants to react to this. He's got something to say to Mitch Marner about his attitude. All right, let's get to Mitch Marner now. This is Mitch Marner post game. After the Oilers' loss, um, he says, asked about, excuse me, what his sense of frustration with the team is right now. What's your sense of frustration with the leads getting away in these last few games? Um, obviously pissed off about it, but um, like I said, I mean, all these games we've been playing, we've played some really good hockey. Um, you know, we've um, just given them back. We've had a lot of chances to extend leads in games and haven't done a good job of that. And, um, you know, I thought you know, we played pretty good defensively again tonight, but... Um, you know, just a little slip up there, here and there, and they got a lot of skill that can make things happen. Okay, he's clearly frustrated. He said he's pissed off, which when I first heard about this quote, I read a tweet from a media member who left out the pissed off part. So when I saw that, I'm like, is that really what you're saying right now? Show some fire. Show some some something. You know, we we saw how Dreisaitl and McDavid reacted when they were slumping in November mm-hmm. heavily, right? They would be they would be saying the exact same things, but you they were taking accountability. And saying, listen, we got to be better. We got to play better. We're upset. And so at least Marner came off the top saying, hey, listen, I'm pissed off about it. We're frustrated. We need to figure this out. Um, I don't know what other people are really expecting him to say after the, the game. We've seen this story. We've seen him do this millions of times after losses. He's not great with the media. He's not going to jump on his team. He's not going to jump on himself. This is just what it is with Mitch Marner and these players, right? Accountability isn't, isn't a high priority in that dressing room. $10.9 million this guy makes, right? $10.9 million. He's going to be lined up for a new contract, right? He's probably going to ask for $12-plus million and all of that. Um, Mitch Marner has a loser mentality, right? Mitch Marner is a loser. What has he done to prove otherwise that he's not a loser? At least with Austin Matthews, you could, at least you could say, at least we could see him trying in the playoffs. At least we could see him scoring goals. He's doing his job. Right, Mitch Marner puts up. And we've talked about it so many times. The most hollow amount of stats. He has 600 career NHL points. Albert fastest to 600 in franchise history. And but let me ask you, what's the lasting impact of Mitch Marner has as a Toronto Maple Leaf? Can you think of one shining moment or one moment where you could be like Mitch Marner? You know that guy did something. Well, just a great. He's a talented player. He's a ta- that's great exactly, regular season player. Exactly. He's a talented yeah. player. He's, yeah, if, right? if he retired today, he's not really being remembered for a whole lot of winning. You're not. No, you're not going to be remembered for really. You're going to be known as a guy who put up a whole lot of stats, but didn't do much else. Right? Was he a leader? I don't think Mitch Marner is a leader. I don't think Mitch Marner. And again, the whole media thing. Sure, he's not great with the media and all he's that. Not. But. You're, you have no problem being in Red Bull commercials. You have no problem being on that's different. any other Come commercial on, that's you want to be on. That's different. You have no problem, you know, drink, knowing where the cameras are, doing those stupid dances after you win a game, right? Or greeting <laughs> in practice, right? right? You're the guy who apparently your dad wanted you to be captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You have no resemblance of being a captain. I know I bang on John Tavares a lot, but at least John Tavares maybe in the locker room resembles somewhat of a leader. Right, Mitch Marner has the wrong mentality to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. 
Mitch Marner has the wrong mentality to play in a Canadian market. You know where Mitch Marner would do great? Somewhere in the States where nobody gives a rip about hockey. That's where he'll do great because he can fly under the radar. He can just do whatever he wants to do. Red Bull can send him all the Red Bull they want. He can live his life, make his money, all that stuff, put up as much hollow stats as he wants. But to be in Toronto in a Canadian market and to be making that much amount of money and never have any accountabilities for yourself, for your teammates, especially in a slump like this, it's unacceptable. And it's you would, unacceptable. You would think out of, out of any of the players in that dressing room who should understand this fan base and this market more – it's a guy who was born and raised here, and he always has an issue with the media and people outside the organization. Listen to this next clip. He was asked what gives him encouragement uh, for the Leafs turning it around coming up in the next few games. Because we're a great hockey team, and <coughs> we got to ignore what everyone else says. We know we're a great hockey team. We show it every night. I mean, these last four games that we've had leads, we've played some awesome hockey, some great hockey. You know, like I just said, stuff goes your way sometimes, stuff doesn't. So for us, we just can't get frustrated at each other. We know we're doing the right things. We're talking a lot, um, communicating well on the ice, off the ice, and it's going to come. So stay patient with it. Don't let anything outside of us frustrate us or get us, you know, angry. Like, just got to do what we do. Do you feel frustration seeping in? No, but I think, you know, a lot of people on the outside are trying to do that. So that's how it goes um, for us. You know, we know we're doing right things. And, um, you know, again tonight, we did a lot of right things, did a lot of good things. Um, that's why it sucks when it slips away like this. His default is always this us-against-the-world mentality. And I'm completely fine with that because I think that can work sometimes. And coaches in every sport have, have used that as a rallying point. But the problem is he's been using this, and the team on the ice doesn't use it as a rallying point. They just keep doing the same thing over and over again. This is his default, too. It's always like oh, people on the outside are, you know, they're saying this, they're saying that. Come on, Mitch, dude. You know this market. You know what's up. This is how it is. If you don't perform... You're going to get criticized. God, if you sneeze the wrong way, you'll get criticized and questioned for it. That's just how it is in this market. I, I hate seeing that. Like, it's, it, it happens all the time. Whenever there, things aren't going right for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Mitch Martin is in front of the camera, probably reluctantly, and he's saying the exact same thing over and over and over again. And you cannot say it, and I've heard it throughout the organization from, from Morgan Riley to Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Martin Jones, that they're playing great hockey. You're not playing great hockey. At the moment, what putting together one or two periods per game is great hockey. That's not great hockey. Great hockey is getting a lead and finishing the game with that lead and winning that game. That's great hockey and doing it consistently. Not what you guys are doing. You guys have have periods of really good, solid hockey. There's no great. There's no great in that locker room. The Leafs have not been great since. What? 1967. Albert. They won a cup, but they really haven't been a great team in a long time. And during this core four era, there's been no great. So I hate hearing we're playing great hockey. You're playing really good hockey, but not good enough to win games and not good enough for people to really back this team and say, you know what, I watched how this team plays. I see their attitude. I see how they get, get it done on the ice. This is a team that I can fully support that I think is going to win the Stanley Cup. The Leafs, that's not the Toronto Maple Leafs. It isn't. I'm sorry. Albert, uh, you know what? You call me Johnny Instagram quotes. I actually have my first Instagram quote I want to nice. bring to this podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> hard work without talent is a shame, but talent without hard work is a tragedy. The Leafs have all the talent in the world, but these guys don't work hard enough, and it's a damn tragedy. You are not a great team, Mitch Marner. I'm sorry. I don't know what your definition of great is, uh, but the standard is should be much higher than that. What great team do you know wins one playoff round in 15, whatever the hell it was, 16 years, whatever the whatever the number was? 
right? And thinks that you did something. You did nothing, right? What team thinks that by putting up a bunch of 100-point regular seasons means you're a great team? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Hell, I've watched the Canucks put up how many 100-point seasons, win the President's Trophies, Ding. and they didn't do shit with it. We need right? a bell. We need a bell. Every the time standard we the is the standard in the standard in the hockey is to lift the Stanley Cup. It's to put a banner up at Scotia Bank Arena. The Toronto Raptors, as much as I bang on them, at least they put a banner up in the before when HD TV was around, right? Like <laughs> Mitch Marner, I don't know what the hell you are thinking or what type of us against the world mentality you're trying to put narrative you're trying to push. Nobody hates you you are beloved in the city of toronto you are mitch marner playing everybody loves you right um just this constant whining and complaining and no accountability albert what the do you think your boy wendell clark would have done that do you think doug gilmore would have done that hell matt sundin showed more accountability than you mitch marner we gotta stop comparing these players to them though but but again i get what you're saying it makes no but I saw Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, put it on their shoulders that they have to do better, right? I've seen Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, who are all these great players don't whine, bitch, and complain like Mitch Marner does and deflect. They don't. If you are, if you are supposed to be a guy who wants to make this amount of money, be classified as a superstar in the NHL, take some accountability, become a leader. Hell, I've seen Austin Matthews take accountability more than Mitch Marner. And again, Mitch Marner's mentality, his way with the media, his this, that, and the other, it, it doesn't work if you want to win. William Nylander, again, at least he shows some physicality in the playoffs, right? I look, I, he... It has become so glaringly obvious to me this season that Mitch Marner cannot be with the Toronto Maple Leafs if they want to win a Stanley Cup. He cannot. He does not have the right mentality to be in a prominent role on a team that wants to win. He just is not accountable enough. He does not. He blames on everybody else instead of putting his shoulder, it on his own shoulders. And that will never, ever, ever work, especially in a Canadian market like Toronto. Never. You feel good? I, I think he's going to get traded to Philadelphia. That looked like it was weighing on you, huh? A little bit. I hate Mitch Warner. A lot of and people, I feel bad a lot of for people do. A lot of people do. I feel a lot so of bad for do. Leaf fans because... But you know what's so interesting? It, it's split within the fan base because I really feel like 50% of the fan, fan base, from what I've seen, they love Mitch Warner. The other 50, not so much. He 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 splits. He splits opinion. He's a polarizing player. I get it. He I'll, really is. But let me ask you this, Albert. Would you rather have a guy like Ryan O'Reilly? Right? He was here. He was here, right? But I would rather have two Ryan O'Reilly's than one Mitch Marner. Right? Like, I would rather have even somewhat lesser of that. I'd rather have guys that are accountable, that want to, that will, that will be a leader, that will, that will show some type of passion and desire. Not some guy that's just going to go in front of the media and deflect and throw on the media. The media is not out there blowing leads. That's you. You are out there blowing leads. You're out there choking in the playoffs every year. Not the media. You can't blame the media as much as you want. Now, again, in certain instances, you can blame the media. But when it comes to on-ice performance, right, that's on you. You're getting paid $11 million to play this game. You need to do better. Yeah, I've never heard we're not good enough. We got to do better. Like, you don't hear that. We're from, a great team. These guys. A lot of great teams. Okay, listen, we've gone pretty scorched earth on the Leafs. Um, I got one more thing and then maybe a couple good. Ellie, how much time we have left here in this this little segment? Huh? Nine. We're at 11 minutes. Okay, so quickly, TJ Brody. 
<laughs> Listen, he cannot play the next game. He's been brutal. You got to bench him. That's quickly. Also, they talk about all this stepping up for one another since the Marshawn situation where he was chatting to the – we took out Lilgren and then was talking smack to the bench. Last night in front of the net, Evan Bouchard cross-checked Matthew Nyes down to the floor. TJ Brody was right beside him, looked over at what happened, and then looked back and skated to the bench. What happened to that accountability? What happened to stepping up for the guy next to you? You know, with these Leafs players, I would never want to go to war with these guys. A no way. Ne- a leopard never changes I look to my spots. left. I look to my right. I'm like, these guys? Unless it's Simon Benoit. That's the only guy I want to go with. And maybe Giordano. Because that guy's fighting for his life out there. He's trying his best. Physically. So listen, Simon Benoit, well done. I thought he had another great game. TJ Brody, give you a head of shake. He should probably be scratched. <laughs> he's been horrible. Nine points on this season. And I know he's not an offensive defenseman. Nine points? In what, 43 games? Come on. Nine points? TJ Brody. Um... But with that being said, Martin Jones, I thought had a great game. Martin too. Jones first. It wasn't Martin game. Jones's fault. I he mean, was, the dry sidle goal, but that's dry sidle, best backhand in the exactly, NHL. Exactly right. Martin Jones again played great. Um, he was not the problem. Uh, with that being said, the Leafs will probably win in Calgary. Maybe, maybe. So they got they Calgary. Should. Saturday night they got Vancouver. Sunday they got the Kraken, probably Samsonov. Wednesday they got the Winnipeg, Jets, and then Winnipeg. Saturday Jets. It's going to be a, a bit of a, a tough stretch for this team. Saturday Let me end this on this quote just for you, Justin Pooney, from my favorite movie, A Bronx Tale. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent, and the choices that you make will shape your life forever. All right, that's it from us here at Homestand Leafs. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, we drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, that's Homestand Leafs three times a week. You can find us anywhere you download your podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Five stars, please. That will make Justin Pooney a very happy man. Also, if you want to send in a question, either through an email or voice message, send them to Leafs at HomestandSports.com. We'll read or play your questions, concerns, or insults on our Friday episodes. The email again is Leafs at HomestandSports.com. For Justin Pooney, I'm Albert Vartanian. This has been Homestand Leafs.